We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. So glad to have you on this Wednesday. Do we have poll results that we can update on our Tom Brady debate? Yeah, how will um, Tom Brady go out and fizzle or blaze of glory? Yeah. Yeah, it's still like 90% fizzle. I'm telling you, people who are betting against Tom Brady, I've seen it before. It's always a mistake. Always a mistake. I get it, but this year has definitely been unique where oh, he's missing on. time, yeah. which, I mean, That's the true. last time he like actually missed time was because he was suspended for deflategate. You know, Tom is so all in all the time. This is just like unusual behavior. Unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember two years ago, the Super Bowl year, he could remember what down it was against Chicago. We all said that he had dementia. And well, he won the Super Bowl. I don't know about that. but People were going off on his saying, oh, he's too old to remember what down it is. And I mean, we all know Max Kellerman, God bless his soul. Yeah. Said that he hit a cliff when he was 36 years old. <laughs> Max Kellerman, God bless his soul. Yeah, I mean, and to Max Kellerman's credit, he always makes fun of himself. Yeah. He was the guy who said, Tom Brady's approaching a cliff. And Tom, just, it's just a dangerous take. You yeah. know, it's probably the most dangerous take in all the sports. And he still isn't falling off a cliff. No, this he is still just sort of kind mediocre. of fine. Yeah. I, I still go back to Todd Bowles saying guys are dining out on that Super Bowl from two years ago. I know he's not talking about Brady, or I don't think he would be. Brady is going to dine out on the all seven Super Bowls that he's won. But who is he talking about there? Because it's got to be defense, right? Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe it's offensive guys. I don't know. I yeah, have I mean, no we're not, idea. We're not going to name names here. Uh, there are... Mm. There's one guy on the defense that PFF doesn't like who everybody else likes. Who's that? Devin White. They're not Devin uh, White fans. Okay. The linebacker. But I don't know. Every time I've seen the Bucks play, Devin White sure seems like he's running around hitting people pretty hard to me. So. I did not see his, him as the problem. But again, Shaq, Todd Bowles would I know mean, more than us. You could say Shaq Barrett maybe isn't producing at the same level, but he seems pretty good too. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see a drop off there. Yeah. But that's our naked eye. So... Tom Brady, how is this season going to end out? His legacy is intact. Nothing's going to uh, nothing's going to diminish that. But how does this season go? Is it just sort of mediocrity and we just sort of, you know, Brady kind of rides off into the sunset? Or is it the hero ending, the lifting the Lombardi trophy and then walking away, the John Elway, the Peyton Manning? So you're welcome to go to Maggie and Pearl. You can vote on that poll. We are also just talking about last night's Warriors-Lakers game, but really the pregame because that's where... We got this documentary-style thing about Draymond Green going back through the punch about Jordan Poole. And it's like, I, I don't know if anyone was asking for a documentary about that. And to be honest, like, Draymond told his side in his press conference. He he did apologize. I don't know how much remorse he had, but he definitely apologized. And then, Stu, let's hear a little bit of this. How about, uh, let's do clip nine. Uh, Draymond Green trying to find the positives now. The world has been able to see one of your worst moments. Look at all the upside you have now. And it's a totally totally different way of looking at it. Like the world has seen one of your your worst moments. Look at the upside. And I can live with, I can live with that. This happened 2 weeks ago. How do you have like the wisdom to look back on this and you're taking all these big things like no one we've all barely processed this fully. It was, you know, it still seems like it's a bit awkward and icy between the two. I know they connected for a nice basket last night, but like we've we've learned all the lessons now. It's been a couple weeks and we've learned the lessons. Hey, who's he talking? He's talking to himself there. 
he's talking about advice that people have given him. But like, what's the upside for Jordan Poole if if Draymond wants to say like, ah, yeah, this was upside, so I got to reflect on myself and learn. What's the upside for Jordan Poole to be embarrassed? Well, he got paid. I mean, and now he gets he embarrassed. Get paid either way. That's true. He now gets embarrassed this whole second time because instead of the story sort of you know to use Samter's words, fizzling out, and we all get to move on. Now it's all back again right before the season tips off. Here's more Draymond on the backlash he got after the video came out. You know, you give us some time to allow people to throw their opinion out, which, quite frankly, I don't care about people's opinion. And to be totally honest with you, I never really knew how much it blew up because I don't really spend much time searching Instagram or looking through comments. And so I was just at home chilling with my children. If you want me to be honest with you, I still don't know how much the world may think it blew up. What? Can I just also tell you, when, when if you're watching this, Perloff, at that moment, it's actually video of him hugging his kids. There you go. <laughs> he didn't have any clue that this broke up. <laughs> didn't he tell us in the press conference he watched the video 15 times? He didn't think this was going to be a big deal, the fact that he punched his teammate and TMZ got it? The reality is this was more of a Draymond Green clean my image video than it was an apology to Jordan Poole. And that's what I think makes it look worse is that this was more about Draymond than Poole. This should have been Draymond. Draymond. There should have been Draymond the whole time just apologizing, apologizing. I screwed up. I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. Teammate, love you, blah, blah. It wasn't any of that. No. Instead, remember, it's like kind of implying that if we had the audio... Maybe we would have felt different, like saying, you know, about the the punch video. You didn't have any audio, and it's kind of, you know, it's edited together in a certain way. It's like, is the ending the same? Because if if somehow there's an alternate ending where you don't punch him in the face, I think that's the only (laughs) thing that's going to save you at this point. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Russell. He's in Redding, California. Hey, Russell, how are you? Maggie Perloff, thank you for taking my call. I am doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things. Longtime Warriors fan, go back to Rick Barry, and he should have got a chance of being a coach there, but they were able to win titles, and so be it. But as far as Draymond Green goes, it's just embarrassing, um, not only as a Warriors fan, but as a basketball fan, just to to see, obviously, it leaked out and that happened. And then I didn't witness what you were speaking of yesterday. I did watch the game towards the end of the game there. To me, best basketball is always in June and July. But with that said, um, it just, it's a shame because Poole is an upcoming superstar and Draymond is a great teammate on the court, but off the court. And I mean, simply by that video, him being the baseline there and doing what he did to him, it's just, it's embarrassing to watch. But um, it is what it is, so still a Warriors fan will move on from there. I'm sure there's worse things people have done in the past. But no, I we wanted know to that. ask yeah. you yeah. Um, about the unfortunately the New England Patriots because I've been a Bills fan for all my life. Go back to Joe Ferguson, Joe Cribs. There we go. Uh, and it's just been a pleasure to watch Josh Allen and it, it really reminds me of obviously the Jim Kelly days when you felt pretty comfortable about whatever the situation was. But I'm a little worried with Hoodie and the way the defense is playing there in New England now. See, Russell gets it. You guys accuse me of being this, like, really paranoid Bills fan, and Russell now is here to vouch for this. We don't – this isn't a setup. I don't know, Russell. He called in on his own free will. Bill Belichick lives rent-free in our heads. Even with a third-string quarterback, I'm worried about this guy. It sounds – 
pretty paranoid because, <laughs> I mean, if you look up 10 and 17 in the dictionary, you see the New England Patriots. Is there, what's the upside here? They beat Detroit and Cleveland. They, I just do not see how do they get into the conversation as an elite team because that's where you have to be to even threaten this Bills team. No, but, okay, Russell, thank you for the call. Appreciate you weighing in and just underscoring what I've been talking about, about Belichick, because this team probably doesn't have any business even being a playoff team, and I think they're going to be a playoff team. Right, and then they, once you get into the playoffs, who knows? Everyone knew. No one expected them to do anything in the last year's playoffs, and they did nothing. They lost in the first game, and the same thing's going to happen this year, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, you're always knock on wood. You're just one injury away from a game totally changing, and at least the Patriots are putting themselves in position. However, this is a very unique one. We are not used to this. Well, we we are used to some drama coming out of New England. But today, Perloff, we were treated to something that was just a little bit different. Um, there might be some questions about Mac Jones in the building. Yeah, so that that's the rumor. That is the rumor. So we're going to play you some sound here. Uh, here is first uh, Ben Volan from the Boston Globe, who, let's not forget, Ben was the one who had the had the dirt that Brady wanted to go to the Dolphins, and it could have been an ownership situation and all that stuff. And people called him crazy, and he turned out to be a hundred percent right. Here's Ben talking on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI about a possible Mac Jones attitude problem. Someone reached out in my DMs and said, "Yeah, Mac, Mac his attitude problem is obvious in the building, and everyone knows it." So yeah, yeah, not well, just not just a random, not from someone who covers the Patriots. I wouldn't take it as a report, just as yeah, you know, someone else yeah. chiming in with an opinion. <laughs> so Joe Judge says he prefers Bailey Zappi, and someone that would know agreed and endorsed your belief that Mac Jones was in serious need of an attitude adjustment. Uh, yes, Thank yes, you. that's okay. true. Wow, I mean that's that's not nothing, Perloff, right? Yeah, I mean if it, it's definitely in the rumor stage, but it does sound like something. I mean, the only caveat is there's not that much of a difference between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi anyway. Well, <laughs> it's a weird quarterback controversy, but uh, yeah, money like, wise, there is. I mean, Mac was a 15th overall pick or whatever he was. Yeah. I mean, that's not nothing, right? No, but it is kind of uh, interesting because you would have never thought that Mac Jones was a kind of guy who would be a, a problem for a team. Based on the fact that he was a three-star recruit, he was all character. You know, he wasn't, he's not, you know, this guy with Trevor Lawrence with great athleticism. He's sort of, you think he's a team guy. Wasn't that the rap on him when he came in? Like, he fits that culture well. Now, I don't know what we were basing that on, but that was the, that was what we said around the draft time. Well, I don't know why. It was the Saban seal of approval. It yeah. was like Saban and Belichick are so close that they must know something they're sharing information like knowing that Mac Jones would fit in so seamlessly in New England. But also don't forget, remember the Mac Jones best shape of my life stories? And then he starts freelancing a little bit in the first couple games, or at least that was the report that he was freelancing and it was leading to turnovers. Well, also the character thing, you know, he's just like Tom Brady. You know, he came in with no physical talent whatsoever. He had that gut, just like Tom Brady had the bad picture. (laughs) Gut, you make it seem like it's Homer Simpson. Oh, you know the Mac Jones. Do you remember the picture I'm talking about where he's sure It's not good. Anyway, <laughs> I just think that he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Brady, the non-athletic guy who just hard works everyone to death. So that's the ultimate team guy. I kind of thought that's who Mac Jones was. That's why it's such an unlikely quarterback controversy to me. Nothing with Bailey Zappi. You know, would you ever thought that that was going to happen? I could ne- never would have predicted that coming this season there'd be some sort of diva behavior by Mac Jones. Very shocking. So you're wondering, like, 
all right, could there be more to the story? Well, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, was also on the Greg Hill Show. They were busy this morning, and he backed this up. I'm trying to let you all know something's up without saying with 100% certainty something is up, but something is up. Something is up, and there's got to be fire to that smoke. This isn't Zappy's people trying to get ahead of the curve and besmirch Mac. I think this is real frustration on the part of Mac Jones. Okay, so that's also like basically saying, yes, Mac Jones, or at least Florio, you know, intimating there, Mac Jones is frustrated, which could lead to maybe people interpreting that as a attitude issue. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's a funny one. Wait, who's mad at who right here? So both, <laughs> it sounds like both sides are upset with each other. Well, it sounds like Mac Jones has could be having an attitude issue, but we're not sure if it's because he's a diva or because he's frustrated by what's going on. Right, and it made me think too: Is he healthy and not playing? Is that what's going on here? That 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 was one thought that came to my mind. It it's wild that this is where we are between yeah. two guys who basically, as Perloff has said, you couldn't pick out of a lineup. I mean, and also they look exactly alike. You wouldn't know oh, who's who. Under a helmet, you have no idea. Yeah. So they play the Bears next, and they probably could play anybody. On Monday night, right? Yeah, they could play anybody in that game and win. <laughs> so it's interesting. I think Mac is still, still a possibility to play. Yeah. That'll be really interesting if he plays. What if he plays poorly? And then, because we've been looking for a good quarterback controversy. Did not think it was going to happen in New England. No, that would have been the last place I would have picked. But uh, it'll do. It's not quite as juicy as I'd hoped for. I don't know why. It's kind of hard to really dig into this one. Like Russell Wilson getting benched. I, that That's juicy. Mac Jones getting benched? Okay. I mean, okay. listen, he's a first-round pick. Yeah, and he was kind of like tabbed to be the heir apparent to Brady. I know it's been a couple yeah, of years no, now, definitely. but like he was, he was the selection. So it's not like, you know, Cam Newton who came in as like a bridge guy. This was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, he made a pro bowl last year. As, yep. I mean, as like a ninth alternate or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And the, the other thing too, is how good is Bailey Zappi? Here's my question on Zappi. He's got two games in two starts and the third game. Our defense is going to see his tendencies, and is he going to come down to earth? Because his numbers are bananas. I, mean, I know. He's way better than Cooper Rush, stats-wise. I, I just don't know if it matters when you have such smart coaches who are putting him in a position. And I guess if I'm going to say that, I think Belichick obviously gets the credit because we always give it to him, as we should. But Joe Judge and Matt Patricia? Are well, these two guys actually combining for something good here? That's a big shock, too. Well, okay, just... Look at the schedule, though. They they have three wins: the Lions, the Browns, and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. There is a Browns lot... on the road, though. Oh I... my God, the Browns' defense is okay, but terrible. they were underdogs in that game. There, yeah, but come on, we know the Browns' the secondary is just a disaster, and the Browns got back in that game. But they have Chicago coming up. Not okay, so that we're not going to judge them. Then at some point, things got to get real. They have two games against the Jets, Colts, the Bills. That's what I want to see. If you're going to be nervous about Bill Belichick. He has to win one game from the Bills this regular season. If not, I'm not going to allow you to be haunted by the ghost of BB anymore. <laughs> He's not the ghost. He's alive. He's there. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could actually just be worried about him. But you can't be worried about Bill Belichick because he beat the Lions, Browns, and Steelers. That's just impossible. There's nothing there there yet. Uh, I don't know. I'm just taking wins in the NFL. And, by the way, taking the Packers to overtime was zappy. I mean, that's not nothing. Um, Anytime you can win in the NFL. But they, have they beat a winning team yet? Not even close. Uh, no, not yet. Let's go to Rich. He is in Chicago. Hey, Rich. What's up? Hey, Maggie. Hey, Perloff. Hey, look, uh, 
I love I love all these rumor stories, and I can straighten this out uh, because your comments about Belichick are right on the money. Maggie, you are an AFC East guru. I know that. <laughs> well, he kicked my team's ass for twenty years, so I think I've learned well, a thing no. or two. Look, I'm from uh, Boston originally, and uh, having known a lot of the expatriates, I played football, and I know a lot of the ex. I'm an older guy, so. I came out of the 70s, and I didn't play in the NFL, but I played in the SEC. So I know a lot of players, and I'm from Jacksonville. That's where I grew up. That's where I played high school ball. And that's exactly where Mac Jones is from, and I know his father. I know all the Jacksonville kids. Derrick Henry is from Jacksonville. Mac Jones, there's a whole list of guys that come out of there. Uh, I know Mac only to his dad, just say hello. But here's the story. Belichick is historically, and I know a lot of coaches like this, because you're right, Belichick's buddies with Saban. He's also tight with Urban Meyer. That's mm-hmm. why you saw nothing but Florida Gators being pumped into the New England draft right. for years. He'd go to their spring practice, check them out, and Urban would work them over and say, look, the Patriots like you. Uh, sit tight. They want to draft you. So there's been a long history of that. But let's get back to Mac. He won the Academic Achievement Award in the SEC mm-hmm. as the smartest, not football player, athlete. He speaks Mandarin Chinese. The kid's maybe the brightest guy in the entire NFL. He's not arrogant. He's a very humble kid. Anybody in Alabama will tell you this. It's a smokescreen by Belichick, and every coach knows this. They do that so you won't prepare for him. Is it that, or is he trying to light a fire under Mac? I don't think. They have a relationship where he's a, hey, look, Belichick's a straight shooter. He just isn't with guys like you in the media. (laughs) Right. We know that. The last 20 years, he never tells you what's going on. So you think that, but Rich, hold on one second. Let's just back up for one second, though. Belichick also is allergic to drama, right? He doesn't want the drama ever to permeate the locker room. So would he really start a rumor that Mac Jones has an attitude problem because he feels like he needs to get a leg up on the Bears? Uh, No, hey, Alabama could beat the Bears. I wouldn't be worried about that. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It seems like Belichick, listen, I think he's the master of deception, but would he go to these lengths? Like, to create a smokescreen that Mac Jones has an attitude problem because he's trying to, you know, pull one over on on Matt Eberflus? I don't think no, so. But, no, but he's got PR guys that give him, that screen all his real game planning. This guy, he'll never show you his hand. He'll never tell you what he's going to do. And the Bears are going to have to prepare. Look, if that kid, the third-team guy, they're not worried about the second-team guy because he used to play for the Bears. He's horrible. And I just forgot his name. Yeah, you Brian Hoyer. He's in concussion protocol, I think, or maybe not. He's horrible. horrible. Rich, one thing before you go. I heard Mac Jones was a great tennis player. Is that true? He's a great athlete. He's a great basketball and baseball player. Rich, appreciate the call. Thank you for chiming in. A little defense of Mac Jones there and a little oops-a-doop by Belichick. I mean, it sounds unlikely that Bill Belichick would – Get a rumor to Ben Volan and Mike Florio somehow. That just seems. I got to be honest, though. Uh, Volan and Florio both had the Brady Miami stuff, and they were right on the money with that. Yeah, but Belichick probably wasn't the source on that. No, considering he probably doesn't remember texted yeah. the wrong Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Dave yeah. or Flores. I don't know if Bill was the mastermind behind that one, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously I there are a lot of people on a team bill 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 i think is actually a bit clueless about some things that are going on i don't think he's directly talking to anyone in the press i mean he's got his friends at the press but do you really think when there's a leak in new england it comes out of his office uh, i'm never sure 855-212-4cbs he's a smart guy 855-212-4227 coming up 
Aaron Rodgers has a plan to make his O-line better. And Perloff has a plan for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. We've got all that coming to you in just one moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight ahead. Ah, uh, baseball, Maggie. It giveth and it taketh. <laughs> Phillies jump up a 4 nothing lead. Shakespeare say that? Yeah, Phillies jump out to a 4 nothing lead, sort of a bunch of bloop singles, a guy who lost a ball in the sun. Love uh, love that. Then the Padres go back-to-back to make it 4-2. to two. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. You were the person who just told me nobody in Philadelphia is even going to be upset if the Phillies lose yeah. because it's house money, but now you're coming in giving score updates in the second inning? Second inning, but it's already 4-2. I mean, this is going to – this is a, a – Got a long There's way to a go. lot of scoring going on. <laughs> I just I was saying to the guys out of the it it didn't seem fair when the Padres got Josh Bell. He was just a throw in. Like, why do they get to have all this talent? <laughs> Stop it, Padres. And I know you feel this way too. No, I was hoping Where, that he was going to be a Met, but then yeah. he would have struggled in the second half, and the Mets fans would have gotten all over him, and he probably wished he couldn't get out of town fast enough. But I'm actually so, being serious. Know. There is a gravy feel about this Phillies because they had 87 wins. They were clearly not the Braves. They were not the Mets. There's so much pressure on the Eagles right now because they're the only undefeated team in the yeah, NFL. That's true. And there was a lot of expectation with the Sixers. A lot. There's so much talent there. And I'm almost ready to jump off the bandwagon after one game. But the Phillies were <laughs> that's not... That's the pearl off we know and love. But don't you think that... I mean, does that not ring true that you can sort of not be as stressed as you might if there were more expectations with a team? I don't know. I think once you get this far, you can you start to envision in yourself winning it. I you won't know? do that. Well, uh, I think they are. I mean, the athletes themselves definitely are. You get all the way to the CS, like you got to think this is our year and this is just going to be the storybook. But uh, if on the other series, the Yankees and the Astros, which is going to start tonight. So the the Astros beat Cleveland yet or excuse me, the Yankees beat Cleveland yesterday. And this is like the matchup that the Yankees can only dream of getting. Not because the Astros are a walkover, far from it. This is the first time the Yankees get to face the Astros in the postseason since the cheating scandal became public. And I can tell you that is very personal for the Yankees and specifically for Aaron Judge, who when the scandal became public, Aaron Judge, who doesn't say anything about anything, it is the most down-the-middle, will-never-be-controversial, Jeter 2.0 possible, says... That is not a real championship. I don't recognize it. It's not legitimate because they cheated. It was wild that Judge came out and said it at the time. So uncharacteristic. And now you have this chance at revenge. And we'll see if the Yankees can hold up their end here because the Astros are a great team. Yeah, I mean, listen, everyone knows the MLB offices want one thing, and that's an Astros-Padres World Series. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings well, would just be through the The Astros roof. have been in the World Series three times since 2017. Yeah, I mean, it's weird how NFL just keeps running away with all the TV coverage. You know, <laughs> uh, I think the Yanks have to get through for baseball. Honestly, it, it, I, you have a great point, and I, I think this is interesting, especially in New York. I don't know if nationally the fascination with the cheating scandal is still there. I think there's been enough time that it's mellowed for people. I mean, it, it just got exposed in 2020. What do you mean enough time? There's been barely any time. But since then, the Astros have lost twice in the World Series. Yeah. To the Nationals and to the That's Braves. what I mean. I don't know. Feel, what what year was the scandal? 2017. And Dude. maybe a little bit into 18, it's a little gray area. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just feel like it, it is a little bit of a time for a scandal. It's kind of like Deflategate six years later was not nearly as hot. Scandals have a, a lifespan. 
And this one is definitely a sticky one, but I don't think that people are going to view this Astros team and think about the trash cans as much as they did like two years ago. Maybe not, but I guarantee the Yankees are. I don't know. Stu and Mike, you guys are both Yankee fans. Like when the Astros come to New York, the bleep Altuve chants are so loud, you can hear them like in Manhattan from the Bronx. Yeah, I went to a couple of Yankee Astro games this year, and yeah, it's every time Altuve is up. Yeah. Uh, then, fans have not forgotten. Definitely not. And then he'll hit like a walk-off home run. Yeah, so he still kills the Yankees. Now, are they just as bad now as they were a couple years ago? I think, I think so. I think about the Astros, they definitely are. I mean, listen, the Red Sox side of this is about the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry has kind of took a back seat this year. Yeah, that's The true. Yankees definitely view the Astros as a rival. I mean, they played each other in the ALCS in 2019, too, so there's a lot there. Yeah. And on top of it, one more thing to make this even juicier. You'll remember back to 2017 when the Astros were cheating. Jose Altuve won the MVP that year. Who came in second? Aaron Judge. He he feels like he got robbed twice of the MVP and potentially of a World yeah, Series. Yeah, and there were some great photo ops, too. Very tall guy <laughs> yeah. and a very short guy right. <laughs> standing at second base. It was yeah. always a good image out of that. You know, that it's not going to be as warm and cozy the next time that happens. Right. Oh, they were kind of buddies, right? No, I mean, Judge has called, called out the whole team. I don't know if he specifically has an issue with Altuve, but he definitely has an issue with the Astros, 100%. How many guys are left uh, to Altuve? Bregman. Al- Bregman. Alvarez, was, was he a rookie on that team, or was he not quite there yet? But and basically not many. That's that's the other reason I think the scandal should sort of step back a little bit. I mean, it's mostly Why, a just because Correa's gone. No, well, the general manager is gone. Obviously, the manager. I mean, got like fired. nineteen to twenty-two players or something. I mean, a, I said a huge chunk of the team gone, and the management's gone. Yeah, I feel like the Astros deserve a clean slate. I don't know. Extent. Fans, I don't think ever really cared about the general manager. Maybe even the manager who seemed more kind of like, to be honest, got painted as more gutless for not actually standing up to the guys and stopping this. they People got upset that the players skated because then no one ever got in trouble because they exchanged the, uh, you know, you exchange your, what's it called? Uh, Batting cards? No, no, no. When you, <laughs> <laughs> no, when you don't get in trouble because you rat out somebody else. What's that called? Exchanging. Uh, you get off scot-free because you rat on someone else. What's it called? In like the court snitching? of law. Immunity? Immunity. Thank you, Ackerman. See? Oh, Riches are uh, walking in I was a paralegal. I should have nailed that one. <laughs> Darn yeah. it. I know. With a law firm of Perloff, Perloff, and Perloff. <laughs> Slip and fall, so, call Perloff. Yeah, so what's your point here? The, the, the that snitches get for, stitches here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, and that was my point. No, my yeah. point is this is very personal for the Yankees. And I, I'm sure that this is going to show up. Because if you saw with the Guardians and Josh Naylor, who did the rock and the baby thing when he took Garrett Cole deep, well, what was Glaber Torres doing yesterday in the final out of the game? Rocking the baby mm. and looking right into the Cleveland dugout. So there's a little pettiness going on. If you're not into baseball, but there's a couple storylines here. All right, all right, here we go. Did uh, I sell you on this? No. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to watch Zion Williamson tonight. That is all I have on my agenda. So you're watching what? Zion. Oh, Zion. The Zion show starts tonight. He better stay healthy. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I know. That's why it's a limited Just window. Just enjoy catch, it while catch it's it, happening. Catch it now. Uh, and then, I mean, so the NBA game starts at 7.30. Then the baseball game with weather should probably be, what, 11.45 we get to the seventh inning. <laughs> and we dome. have plenty of time to go back and forth to baseball. No, this is a good series. I think I, think, um, I it's hard for me to judge. I don't think Philly's Padres is going to capture the country. No, because nobody likes Philly, and the Padres I, are, you know. 
I think Philly's not a bad World Series team. Philly Yankees would be fine. A rematch? Yeah, at least you get two big markets. But I, I really do think for baseball, they they really want the Yankees to get through. Of it's been it's been a little while. That would be Aaron Judge is the face of the could be the face of the game. Bryce Harper is the face B of the game. That'd be really good. Uh, the Astros are. It's funny. Like this could sound really. I'm sorry if you're Houston. We know they're good. We know they keep getting in the World Series. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I know, but I, they can't capture my imagination. It's like a post because of the cheating steroid, right? Because it's like a post steroid era slugger, right? It's just I, I will never get back to the fascination with that team. Well, I mean, if they're still banging trash cans, they've got a really big set on them. But I don't know if they're trying to cheat other ways. But uh, it. say they are perfectly clean now. Can you really feel good about celebrating them? No. Yeah. Definitely not. So you're asking me if the scandal still lingers. You just answered your own question. Right. I just don't think the anger is is as fresh for everyone. We were all mad about that. And I understand if you're a team that, like, if you're the Dodgers or the Yankees, yeah, yeah it's it's worse. But I feel like for everybody else, it's it's getting, you know, scandals. What's the fade shelf life on a scandal? Well, think about it. What about it. the Draymond scandal? How long do you think that's going to last? A, a year. different kind of scandal. Well, like Bounty Gate. Remember that was a huge thing when the New Orleans yes. Saints were... I mean, four years later, we're like, wait, what did we spend all that time talking about? That is insane. I think people don't even remember how it ended. Yeah, like everybody got, Sean Payton got suspended for a year. That turned out to be the most controversial thing. Is like That was idiotic that they suspended him for a year. At the time, it seemed like the biggest scandal ever. Remember the uh, the Miami Dolphins, the bullying scandal. Richie Incognito. He, I have, that took up all the air for about a half a season. He played like six more years after yeah, that. He did. A couple of them were for the Bills. That's a great point, and nobody cared to at the end. Nobody brought that up anymore. No. I mean, other things with Richie and Deflate Gate is a great one. That was that was a the summer of my waste of time. A summer of my life went to the court proceedings of Deflate Gate, and now <laughs> I just feel like an idiot. Well, at least you put all that good paralegal work. Uh, oh, that one. Used I, it. <laughs> Well, the NFL, there's always a good court case to to dig my paralegal skills into. It's seriously, you have to have like a law degree to cover that league. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We do have Aaron Rodgers sound. We will play that for you next. And our what is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Don't move. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich. It's time to answer our Ask the Pros question today. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is a very special one. It comes from my Uncle Wayne from Saratoga, New York. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Okay, so the Ask the Pros question of the day coming from my Uncle Wayne currently in Saratoga, New York was, is this you, Maggie? He sent me an email. It says there's like a little mini doc that was made about the Bills-Chiefs game, Perloff, from Sunday. And mm. there's a voice in it who's talking about Josh Allen hurtling a defender, and he wanted to know, is this me? So let's oh, all boy. listen. All right, I can't wait. Oh, what a run by Josh Allen. I mean, he's an alien. He literally has to jump over a guy to sustain a drive. He's unbelievable. Is that <laughs> me? Now, to be fair, my Uncle Wayne then emailed and said, I'm not sure now. Wait, it might be it? you. It might not be you. Can we play it one more time? Okay, play one more time. Oh, what a run by Josh Allen. I mean, he's an alien. He literally has to jump over a guy to sustain a drive. He's unbelievable. Is that me? I had to hear it twice. There's a there's an accent in there. There's a literally. Literally, and there's the way <laughs> this person, whether it's you or another person, says the words in kind of a, I don't know what the accent is. <laughs> Upstate New York, maybe? Upstate New York, 
I I don't think it's you. Sam what do you guys Hurst think? Do? Was that me? After hearing the literally, I'm like, oh, that's definitely Maggie. That literally is. I've heard you say it that way in that tone, but Probably as I've heard four more times of the show, I don't think it's you. Still, I don't think it's you. I think it's a little more high pitched than your voice. Okay. Is it one you? more time? Should we hear one more yeah, time? Yeah, okay, definitely one, one more time. time. He literally has to jump over a guy to sustain a drive. It's so much like you, though, <laughs> uh, that it could be you. Yeah. But you obviously know, right? I know. Do you know who it is if it's not I you? have a very good guess. It is not me. Okay. Good guess, though, by Uncle Wayne. Could have been me. I do say literally that way. I think it is Jamie Erdahl from Good Morning Football. Oh, right. So the voice before sounded like an NFL Network voice. So that was that. Well, maybe the that, voice before was, was Nance and Romo. Oh, that was Romo? Oh, that was Romo. I, it's like I know that other voice. That was Romo. Wait, you didn't know the first two voices? It's Nance. <laughs> play it again. Play it oh, again. what a run by Josh Allen. I mean, he's an alien. He literally has to jump over. Wait a minute. Hold on. You didn't know the first two voices? The game was whether it was me. You didn't know All that right. was Nance and I was like, that guy Tony sounds familiar. Romo? Is that Kyle Brandt? Okay, <laughs> I, I wasn't really listening for the guys. So Jim Nance might be the you know most what? famous voice in our country. Yeah. Uh, now, there was a strong accent on a couple words that I, I recognize yeah. from somewhere. Ja- I don't know where Jamie is from, she's but from I'm Minnesota, saying Minnesota, and that, okay. uh, that's squares. Minnesota, yeah, yeah. upstate New York. It's she, kind of the same. She said some words that ended in a way that they're not supposed to end. <laughs> so you know, is you from upstate New York? But you don't have a strong upstate New York accent. I think you've killed it. <laughs> Maybe it creeps back in every now and then. But, yeah, I mean, so by three the way, beers in. Yes, <laughs> I only think that's Jamie or at all. I, I'm not 100, percent but I think it's Jamie from Good Morning Football. So maybe we can send this over to GMFB. See if they can confirm. So Uncle Wayne, that's nice Close. of him, though. Close. Now, we did talk about that play on Monday. I wish we could pull the sound of you talking about that play. Sorry, it's too <laughs> late now. But uh, I remember we were talking about the specific play. I know, play. and I said, he literally had to jump. No, I didn't. Literally? <laughs> I don't know. Now it doesn't sound anything like the, you at all. Now now that you said it's not you, it's it, doesn't, not me. it doesn't even sound the first. Come on, Wayne. Literally? <laughs> that part is me. But just that one word, I think. Anyway. Uh, enough about me. Let's get to Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Aaron Rodgers, uh, this is from yesterday's Pat McAfee show, and he was talking about how to motivate his offensive line to block better. How do you feel the best way to motivate your O-line when maybe things aren't going the way that you would like them to? Fear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the best way. Fear. Totally. I I tell him I'm going to restrict the gift giving this holiday season. I'm going to cut way back. I'm going to be skimping on the budget big time if this doesn't turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Roger's still keeping his sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear. That's how he's going to motivate them. When I first heard about that quote, I was like, woo. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, that is... uh, not a nice thing to say about your teammates, but the way he said it there is completely harmless. Yeah. Actually, the first time I heard this, I thought he said beer. Yeah. How are you going to motivate another... them? Beer. I was like, oh, that's pretty smart. Aren't they famous for drinking beer? Too? Well, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari yeah. in hockey games is always chugging a beer. So I feel like he's simple. Beer. I think I could motivate <laughs> David Bakhtiari. Hey, here's a 12-pack. Block for me, please. Also, I mean, what do you think Rogers has given as the gifts? I, I bet I can nail it. What do you think? Really expensive scotch or whiskey or something like that. Could be. Because I think that's what Rogers wants people to give to him. 
Or it's he. Uh, I think a lot of quarterbacks give their linemen smokers, like Traeger Grills. That's mm. a huge thing. Yeah, just food related items. Yeah, food related items that a little on the nose. Yeah, that he uh, that he didn't have to pay for. That is definitely uh, or whiskey. Like it's definitely a product. You know, like Russell Wilson always gives away like some sort of corporate sponsorship thing. Yeah, but see, that's kind of lame. Like you're this rich and famous, you can't just be giving away the free stuff. But if it's good you can't enough, re-gift it. Yeah, but what do you care if you're an offensive lineman? If it's a very nice product. <laughs> well, because he's Brady, got... I think gave was gave away this huge corporate deal thing. It was amazing. Giving away the TB12 like merch. No, I'll <laughs> find what Tom Brady had a gift. Do you care, like where it comes from? What do we? What do you care if you're one of his teammates? Well, because you know, sometimes, like, say he forgets to, you know, it's like, hey, dear Aaron Rodgers, please, please enjoy this grill that we got you, and then all of a sudden he just gives it to Jenkins or whatever. It's like, come on, that's a regift. He definitely brought something from Peru, like maybe some alpaca. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get them all alpacas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. The uh, actual live animal. Yes. Yeah. Some sort. Uh, a lot you're of guys. Welcome. You know what the one gift? Here's livestock for you. A lot of guys give away beets. <laughs> Beats. Oh, the headphones. headphones. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're <laughs> so obviously sponsored by Beats. Not the vegetable? Yeah. Is that the Dwight Schrute? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, Beats has, like, $5 million deals with all these guys. So if you give all your teammates Beats, like, that's pretty weak. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, disingenuous yeah, yeah. when you don't actually pick out the gift and pay for it. I yeah, think. yeah. And then you ask them to put it on Instagram after you give it to them. That <laughs> oh, makes it even low. worse. <laughs> yeah. Can you post this? Do you have to do a hashtag ad on that? Yeah. Wait. Um, so we've never had a Christmas as a show. Are we giving each other's gifts? Probably should. Why? I mean, we don't have to. I don't know. It's your idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just going along. I was just yes anding. I don't know. It's like improv. Do we have to, do we have to include Ack? Definitely. Yeah. Wait, well, Wait, do you want level? to do this or not? Because you brought it up like you were into it. But no, then... I'm asking. No, I'm just asking what the general consensus is. It's not, just because I brought it up doesn't mean we have to do it. What do you guys think? What do you usually do? Do you guys usually give gifts to each other? It was the first year we've ever been a show in the holiday season. Yeah. But um, listen, forget about the past. Let's start our own traditions or not. Of not giving gifts to each other. <laughs> okay, I'm totally ignoring this holiday. Fine. I mean, we could have left it unsaid and just not given each other gifts, but we can make it official. No, no, no I, gifts. No, I think we should get some content out of it and debate. And you seem like you want gifts. You want gifts? We can do gifts. I feel like the gift has to be whichever person's team is the best, has the best record, has the lowest that they have to spend on the gift. Whereas whoever has the worst record has, has to the, spend the most. Has to spend the most. You're gonna do that to Stu? I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stu's Raiders. Raiders are on a, a good run here. It's gonna be the Jets with the worst record. <laughs> uh, race to the bottom. If you guys want to do that, fine. Perloff and I are feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah, we used to, uh, at the Dan Patrick show, we'd give nice gifts to Dan. You know, we were, yeah. you know, obviously Probably smart to suck up to Dan. Yeah. You want to suck yeah. up to Dan. <laughs> and then, you know, it'd be like this cool book about something from like his favorite era of a rock. Book. Yeah. Like a, like a coffee table book yeah. about Led Zeppelin or something. He was a big Led Zeppelin fan. Then you would inevitably see it buried like six months later at the bottom of some pile <laughs> that he never even, or you'd give him and the like the cards still like not yeah, even yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. You would yeah. give him something, or but is a book still a gift that you like? I've never given a book to anybody. Maybe, really? maybe like two decades ago, three, 30 years ago, maybe I gave a book like I, you get I books know. for gifts. Yeah, 
I love getting books as gifts. What? It's great. I feel like that's a very common... If someone common, gave me like, a book, book for a gift, I'd toss it in the garbage before I finished unwrapping it. Really? All <laughs> the, Basically, all the sports books that I've read have been gifts for me yeah, from yeah. relatives who have no idea what to get me. So, like, here's a 500 words on Ted Williams. I'm like, cool. Really? I mean, like, the, the 500 bookstores that still exist in America live on people giving them these gifts. You, <laughs> you yeah, I don't buy them for you myself. you never bought a gift? You've never given, like, your dad a book for... My, my brother once gave me a book about the show Archer. That was like maybe 70 pages long and it was more just like a satire of the show. Outside of that, no. Wow. Never given or received a book. I'm getting a sense maybe that like you Maybe like Dr. Are... Seuss when I was like five. I'm getting huh. a sense that book culture is not a huge part of your life. <laughs> no, I, so I'm big into like Audible. I listen to books all day, every day. Oh, I just Sanford don't wasn't books. here for that. Yeah. Oh, you weren't here for that? You weren't here for oh, our my discussion. Gosh. Is listening to a book e equal to reading a book? Can you claim that you read a book if you listen to it? No, because you're not reading it, but you are enjoying a book. Yeah. Right. Jay in Alabama came in, took me to task, said he's making himself smarter reading Thomas Paine's Common Sense, but yeah. only listening to it. By the way, that's funny about the sports books. You know, since we work in sports, yeah. maybe, just maybe, I have given my dad and my brother oh, sports don't. books. <laughs> ones that you got for free. I've done the same thing. Yeah, thank oh, you, Sue. Sue. We just took Aaron Rodgers. Like, just said that was unacceptable. You uh, can't do it yourself. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a millionaire. It's different. Pretty much every year, my dad gets a 2019 MLB Network World Series shirt. Here you go, Dad. <laughs> and you know what? He pretends to love it. <laughs> and good guy. You, you don't give him like a uh, Super Bowl losing team T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he gets that. Doesn't too. live in a third world country. It's just Philly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's close enough. So yeah, the books because we come across a lot of free books in this line of work yeah, yeah, and yeah. free T-shirts. It's just one of the one of the perks of you working have to in sports. And also, you have to take out. There's usually a PR note in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, you got to take that out. Take that out. <laughs> no one's actually signed it over to you. And I the guess. books are actually worth a lot of money. I guess Sam Dirk considers them We have them a whole library of books right on one of the counters right out here. Maybe well, I'll just grab a few of them, give it to someone as a gift, and. What yeah, is if your, it doesn't offend you. What would I you mean, give maybe. us? I know you only have 10 seconds left. What would you give Maggie or Stu or I right, as a gift? A book's a perfect gift. I mean, I guess now. <laughs> I'll find which one seems to fit you best. <laughs> no, I don't want any of the ones out There's there. There's a Kyle Petty book. <laughs> I've already read all those. Uh, thank Petty. you, Mike Samter, Stu Kovacs, Marlo Donahue, everyone on the radio and TV side. See you tomorrow.